Welcome to the Women Who Lead podcast, a place where we celebrate, connect, and develop every woman in her leadership journey. We appreciate you tuning in to the Women Who Lead podcast for part two. Let's join back into the conversation now. I'm interested to know, because I know we highlight in the Bible the one story of the prodigal, but you've done a lot of research on this too. And what are some other other examples of biblical promises for prodigals elsewhere in scripture than the one where, you know, he comes back and he gets the ring and the robe and right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. The, I think the only other scripture I really ever knew was, you know, the one you've already said, train up a child yeah. in a way. He took, I was armed with those two stories, yeah. the, the two scriptures, but um, some of my favorites is the foundation for all of these promises is that the Bible says in Psalms 138:2, each promise is backed by the honor of his name. Mm. And so every time I'd find a promise, I'm like, man, that, that's backed by the honor of his name. You can't get anything more powerful than the name of God, the name of Jesus, Jehovah. I mean, yeah. he's, he's the one that's backing up these promises. So when I declare these promises, I have that full assurance that, you know, he, he cannot lie. God cannot lie. So mm-hmm. one of the scriptures, I, I some of the scriptures I love, Isaiah says, my word always produces fruit. Always. Like not yeah. some of the time. Always. So if I'm declaring these scriptures, there will be fruit from them. And then J- the book of Job says, declare a thing and it will be established. And that's why at the end of every one of my prayers, I have a declaration because I'm, you know, when I say it, it's being established. And Ezekiel 34, 16 says, God will search for our lost loved ones and bring them safely home again. Mm. And so he's, he's doing the searching. I mean, my son lives 3,000 miles away. I can't be going after him every day, but the Lord is, he's after my son. He's searching all the time for my son. Another scripture on Isaiah says, I will fight those who fight you and I will save your children. That's another just shout out that the fact is God is fighting my battle. He's with me mm-hmm. like a violent warrior. He's fighting off those, you know, demonic spirits and whatever else is coming after Chase. Hebrew says, um, and I love this because, you know, we, we're, we all grow up, you know, knowing that we have guardian angels or whatnot. That, but Hebrew says angels are sent to care for those who will receive salvation. And I, I pray that a lot because I just pray those angels that are surrounding my son um, because he's already, you know, he's been marked to receive salvation. And so he has mm-hmm. the angelic protection on him. And then, of mm-hmm. course, the scripture in Luke that talks about he leaves the 99 to go after the one. I mean, that just speaks to the reckless love of God that, I mean, who, who does that? Who leaves 99 of your sheep? Mm-hmm unattended so you can go after this one but that's how much he loves my son jeremiah another good one your children will come back to you from the distant land of the enemy and man boy my my son lives in such a different land and a different lifestyle i i would never be able to understand it but that promise says he's coming back he is coming back and i just love that so much and um, one of the ones I just came across this morning that I had forgotten I wrote I wrote out was, um, it's just kind of cool. It says uh, in Isaiah 44, I will pour out my spirit and my blessings on your children. They will thrive like watered grass, like willows on a riverbank. Some will proudly proclaim, I belong to the Lord. And I love that scripture. And 
I didn't mm. when I when I wrote it, I forgot my daughter is is also an, a paint an artist. She paints kind of a side thing she does. She's a youth pastor, but she likes mm-hmm. to paint. I have hanging in my bedroom something she yeah. painted back in high school. And it's it's a picture of a willow tree on a widow on a riverbank. And it's just green and lush. She did not know mm. when she painted that that I had that was one of my promises. And so when I wrote this down, I went in there in my guest room and stood and looked at that picture and I was like, this picture is just a a visual of the blessings that are on yeah. my my children, on my family. And Chase is yeah. part of that. And he the the Lord says, um, Someday my yeah. kids are pro- are proudly going to proclaim, I belong to the Lord. And mm-hmm. so I believe my son is going to say that one day. I belong mm-hmm. to the Lord. I'm not my own. Okay. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I love that. Yeah. 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 I belong to the Lord. And as you said that, I'm visually picturing just hands in the air, like that victory, I belong to the Lord statement and so that's what we hold on to that's what we believe um for sure powerful scriptures we needed to be reminded of that today Lori. that the power that is in the word of god it won't return void we can read it we can declare it we can say yes and amen over it and uh so thank you for that reminder and the book um that you've written promises for prodigals uh you and your husband were less than two years into this this planting of a church when your son came out and left home. And I listen to you and he, you know, and think about like the transitions I had with my kids going into college and the sadness I had because they're in school, da da da. But the heaviness you you guys felt, like he he left home because he was choosing another lifestyle that you didn't approve of, that was contrary to what you had taught him in God's word. And so um, you had said, you know, your husband went on this three-year thing. You were working at the 700 Club as a producer. Um, So as leaders, we have to go on, uh, leading others even as we're going through our own pain. I just talk a little bit about how you did that. How do we find strength? when we're going through stuff as leaders to just keep going and lead in the pain. And that is the hardest time to be a leader. I'm sure you've walked through those, like you said. I mean, it's yeah. just, well, it just sucks. I mean, let's just be honest. It does. Let's it's just the say worst. it. It sucks. <laughs> it is the worst. Um, you know, you, I think a lot of, of you've got a decision to make you are either going to press in and just cling to the Lord, cling to your faith, cling to that time with the Lord, or you're going to just lose it. And we've seen, we've seen, you know, fellow people in ministry that have gotten derailed from something like this. And that's what the enemy wants. He, he wants us off our, off our calling. He wants us to re, think our calling, um, to start blaming God. You know, I think that all I could do during that season, um, there's more than one thing I could do. One of the things I did, um, and I, I've never stopped really is I spend, I get up early in the morning 
and I have just an intimate time with the Lord. There's really no agenda. I mean, there's a couple things I like to do, you know, but I, I just, what is, which, what do you need? How, how are we going to spend our time today together, Lord? You know, yeah. um, are we going to be doing a lot of talking? Am I supposed to do some reading? Am I supposed to, you know, worship? You've got to press into that time with the Lord and it, it requires discipline, but, but you got to ask for that. That's one of the fruits of the spirit is self-discipline. And so the Lord can help you, um, take that extra time. And, and I have a, when I'm really going through something, I go to two a days. You know, if you think about a, a sports team that's getting ready for the season, a lot of times our coaches call for two a days. They practice them in the morning. They practice them at night. You're, you're going through it, you know, and, and you're, if you're going through a battle, you need to be in tip top shape. So go to two a days, spend time in the morning, spend time in the evening. Uh, sometimes you got to be doing it in your car too. I mean, you got to be doing it in the bathtub. I mean, yeah. whatever and wherever you yeah. have got to be in communion with the Lord and he will empower you. Uh, but I'm also a firm believer in exercise. <laughs> I think I think exercise one is one of the best things when yeah. you're going through a time of some ang extra anxiety. Uh, I know when I was planting the church, you know, and there's there's all the issues that come with that, but then also the issues that come with my with my job. Um, mm -hmm. I was feeling a lot of anxiety, and I was even I I'd even started to try different medications and whatnot which none of them actually worked on me. They just gave me really weird side effects. So I didn't get to stay on either one of those very long. But I found that if I would also commit myself to exercise, a lot of that would burn off naturally. A lot of that anxious, I got off caffeine because caffeine also is kind of a natural stimulant. I just didn't need any extra stimulation in my life. So, you know, there's there's things we can do, but but man, we've, we've got to engage. We can't just lay in bed and just give up. It's time, it's time to fight. But you know what? We've been prepared for this moment. The Lord hasn't yep. set us up to fail, you know, mm -hmm. but, but man, just, and of course, family and friends, you know, I had a lot of support, mm -hmm. a lot of people praying with me. Yeah. Thank God. Thank God for a godly mom who had already walked through it. So she knew how to help me mm -hmm. through it. So um, the Lord will give you that. Yeah. And I think it's important to to be reminded even as leaders to ask for prayer, to to reach out like you were saying. Um maybe you have a strong family that will surround you and um pray for you. But if not, you're going to need to go out and you're going to need to find um two or three cuz there's yeah. strength in that that can hold your arms up when your arms are down. And I and, you know, Lisa, I think that's what was hard for my husband was that we had told our our church leadership, you know, what was going on. And and really, I mean, with tears, my husband with tears and a couple people left, right, left us right after that happened. Mm -hmm. Like they didn't want their kids around our kid, you know, and then he reached out to some of his um his friends and asked, you know, for help. They didn't, they never called, you know, they never checked in. He, he really got, you know, he had to, he had, he struggled yeah. because there just wasn't that 
for him, like, like I found for, for myself. Mm -hmm. So it is, um, it's, it's so needed. It's really needed. It really, that's why I think he, his, his season lasted a lot longer than mine. Yeah. Because we need the community of God around us. We need, um, you know, even you think of Moses, like how Aaron and her held his hands up while the battle was going on. But if we can hold your hands up while the battle goes on, you're going to win the battle. And so, even, you know, it's sad to hear that he reached out and no one reciprocated that and said, I'm going to, I'm busy, but I'm going to lay down some of my busyness to walk with you in this struggle that you're going through right now. So that's a, that's a good reminder for us as you're listening to the podcast today, because we are women who lead, that leadership isn't about the platform time you're doing and and spinning your plates for your ministry to be successful, but it's it's literally being the hands and the feet and the voice of Jesus at times, and coming alongside the hurting and being present for friends. I just had to. Um, I'm taking a my doctoral classes at AGTS at the seminary, um, and my last class I had to develop a rule of life, you know, because I'm in a spiritual formation degree. So for my rule of life, I remember as I, I took a prayer retreat to kind of really, like, I didn't want to do it just as an assignment. I wanted to do it to benefit my spiritual walk with God, my personal life. Um, and I struggle with anxiety too. And I know when I struggle with the anxiety, it's because I'm not exercising like I should. I'm working too much. I'm not getting sleep. All my tension is in my neck and my back and all of those things are signals to me. But when I did this rule of life, um, I included friends and family and I, I included like, like that was a check for me that I wasn't on task. If I was too busy to be present when people needed me, my friends and my family, if they were walking through something and I needed to have extra time for them, that was a check for me if I couldn't do that. And so I think as leaders, we have to realize that health and leadership is coming alongside one another and being present. And uh, that's that's really where it starts and ends with us, is that community that that we develop. So, So thanks for bringing that up. And so that's that's your rule of yeah. life to have have time for, for yeah. family. I love yeah. that. That's so it's cool. one of them. So it's one of them. Like, but but several things that you said. You know, one of them rule of life is exercise. You know, and um, how is that doable with my busy schedule? But we need to think about those things as leaders. Um, you know, one of my rule of lives is like you. I'm a morning person, so I I get up early. And that time with God, that intimacy that I share with the Lord in that morning time isn't negotiable. It's a non-negotiable in my life. Right. And you brought something up, Lori, that I just want to hit on again if our listeners kind of pass by it. But, you know, as an athlete, the two-a-day, the coach is calling you to a two-a-day. And uh, yeah. are you going to show up? Are we going to win the game? And so there are times in our lives as leaders, I hope you heard what Lori said, 
but that God calls you to a two a day. And we need to listen to that. And there's not anything else on our schedule that could be more important if God's calling you to a two a day and to buckle down and do that because Absolutely. the battle's going to be hard. We can't go it alone. We've got to have, you know, God going before us and we've got to have the Aaron and the hers that are going to hold our hands up as we're walking through it. So such a good word. Um, Thank you so much. I know you and your husband are now pastoring Harvest Assembly in Chesapeake, Virginia, beautiful part of our um, area. Um, but you started something there that you're very passionate about. And I'd love for you to tell our listeners about it as we're kind of winding down. Oh, good. I get to talk yeah. about this. This is something I am passionate about. Um, yes. Shout out for Harvest. We love our church, love our people there. Um, but even before we started pastoring Harvest, I had God had put a desire in me to start something, and so Harvest was the perfect place. But I, we have we started something called Awakening, which is one Sunday night a month, and it's a night really for for the Holy Spirit and for healing. Those those two things we really um, just leave a space for in our church, yeah. just for in and during those nights we've seen. All ages come to this. I mean, we are, we, we have extended times of worship. We've given opportunities at all these events for people to be filled with the Holy Spirit, for people to be anointed for healing, uh, for people to share prophetic words if they have um, something the Lord's put on their heart. And these have just been the most amazing nights. We have just seen so many cool things happen. And I, I'm passionate about this, Lisa, because I know we we probably all grew up, some of us listening to, we, we grew up going to church Sunday morning and Sunday night, you know, right? Did you do that? Yes. And Sunday night is when a lot of those kind of interesting things happen with the Holy Spirit. You'd have extended times at the altar or you just, just cool things would happen. And, you know, now that our churches really aren't having Sunday night church, um, we just thought, let's do this once a month where we really leave room for the Holy Spirit. And we want to see our young people filled with the Holy Spirit. We want to see our young adults baptized in the Holy Spirit. And if you don't make room for that, if you don't make it an you know, intentional night for that, when's it supposed to yeah. happen, you know? And so we've seen a lot of people getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And that's just a passion of mine to see um, believers Really, I mean, I think so many of our churches have just kind of gotten stagnant in that area. Mm -hmm. And I want to see that start flowing again. I just want to see the Holy Spirit activated in our churches. Mm -hmm. um, our people really commissioned to go out and fulfill, you know, the Great Commission and, and to be the hands and feet of Jesus. So that's, that's something that I'm really passionate about. I plan those every month and it's exciting. Yeah. It's yeah. been really awesome. I love it. I love it. So tell us um, how, if people were live in the Chesapeake area, Chesapeake, Virginia area, Virginia Beach, how would they, like, what's the website to the church and a little bit? Yeah. Our website is harvestva.com. Okay. So even if you go to another church, come come out on a Sunday night uh, once a month and come to one of our awakenings. You'll, you'll love yeah. it. Um, and I have a website. I called lauriewilkersonstewart.com if if they want to check me out there that's uh and then of course i'm on facebook 
Lori Wilkerson Stewart. Okay. So I'm happy to be your friend on Facebook. Yeah. Um, uh, that's great, Lori. Um, so if you're in the Chesapeake area and you can go to harvestvirginia.com, check out uh, the church and these Sunday night awakenings. Um, boy, you're speaking my language now because I was a worship leader for years. I just love anytime you say extended worship, I'm there. <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We really get yeah. into it. It's, it's lots of I'm fun. I'm there. I love it. So, and then make sure you um, visit Lori's website as well. Lori Wilkerson Stewart.com and um, friend her on Facebook, her books promises for prodigals. Um, she has one for guys and one for your girls. Uh, so you can find those on Amazon as well under um, Lori Wilkerson Stewart. So um, check her out. I'm telling you, I have her books and I've been enjoying them and you're definitely going to want to get a copy. Hey, Lori, it's been wonderful talking to you today, but I'd love to ask my guest one last question. Um, as a leader, uh, if what, what's a heart nugget you would leave for the listeners today? This, it's kind of like that one thing, that one thing. Like we've talked about a lot of things, but what's that one thing you would leave with them today? Yep. <laughs> yes, cool. I've got it. I've got it. Here, here it is. Prayer is your superpower. Mm. Yeah. Prayer is your superpower and your secret weapon is praying in tongues. I just want to encourage anybody listening, man, you can move mountains when you're, when you are willing to spend that time in prayer. And I love to pray in tongues because when mm -hmm. you pray in tongues, you can pray, you can have a, a two prayers going at the same time. You can be praying out loud in yeah. tongues and in your mind, praying something completely different. It's like a double power packed prayer. And so a lot of times when I'm praying for my son in my mind, I'm also praying in tongues. And so, yeah, double prayer power. <laughs> Good. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So you've heard it from Lori. I mean, what has gotten her through um, just her story, the things that she has talked about here today is, is prayer. Prayer is her superpower. Prayer is our superpower. And I agree with you, Lori. That's one thing. If we can have a takeaway from today is the power of prayer and praying for our prodigals, praying for our life, the intimacy that prayer brings just in communion with God. It is definitely that superpower. So, hey, thank you for being our guest here at Women Who Lead and uh, for our podcast. You've been amazing. A shout out to Lori today and um, get her book and visit their awakening nights. She's, she's a, um, a super, uh, leader. She's an amazing leader. And, um, I pray that you've been touched by her story today, her transparency, and that it is somehow going to take you on a path and a journey. Maybe you're in a battle today and you are listening to the words, the conversation that Lori and I are having, and just be encouraged that God has not forgotten you. And that uh, maybe you need to um, reach out and ask for prayer. Uh, 
and develop a community around you that can hold your arms up because, you know, the battle does end and we get a little reprieve before another battle comes our way. So um, reach out, prayers, your superpower, take a walk today. You heard Lori, whatever you need to do, but, but do it. So thank you, Lori. For being on the show. We love you and cheering you on. Thank you, Lisa. Yeah. Oh, it's been so fun. It's been it's oh. been great. It's a real honor. Wonderful. Well, we're cheering you on today here at Women Who Lead, and um, we celebrate you as a woman in leadership. And so God bless you. Have a great day.